0: Good morning. Wrightsville Church has loads of people traveling during the summer months, especially Father's Day weekend, Fourth of July weekend, and so forth, and there are tons, loads of people that come to Wrightsville Beach for their vacation destination. It's amazing, isn't it? What's your preferred mode of travel? Do you like to drive, by, uh, drive to be, travel by car or plane or cruise ship? Think about those, those different ways. Maybe you would really just rather walk or run or ride a bike. Depends a lot, of course, upon how far you're planning to go. It depends on how much time you want to spend getting there. Being on the journey should be part of the experience. And that leads me to invite you for some, to some reflection on how we travel with or to God. How do we connect with God? On Father's Day, it seems especially important when we celebrate the leadership of the patriarchs in our culture. Since ancient biblical days, God followers have drawn close to God through song and through prayer. In fact, hymns have always been prayer sung not for our performance, but as a vehicle to bring us into God's presence and to help us make the connection with God through Jesus. This spiritual journey helps us see the ways that God works in us and in the world, and how the life and ministry of Jesus has helped followers throughout Christianity to take this spiritual journey. So we begin today by reading the prayer that Jesus prayed just before his long night in Gethsemane and the journey to the cross as it comes to us from um, John chapter 17, verses 6 through 22. Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you've given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves." I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent them, me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and redeemer. Amen. I can remember to this day the very first time I read these words of Jesus in verse 20. I ask not only in on behalf of these, but on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word. Friends, Jesus prayed for you. Jesus prayed for me. We continue in a long line of those who believe because of those who first believed in Jesus. We continue to be witnesses to our faith in Jesus as it was first brought to us. So take that with you today. Even if you retain nothing else, take with you that Jesus prayed for you. The world lost a saint about a month ago. John Vanier was the founder of La Arche Communities some 50 years ago. They now have worldwide locations for disabled persons to live and work together as the body of Christ, helping one another grow in wisdom and love and relationship with Jesus. In describing how it all started, Vanier said, "Something was awakened within me, something that, that I started to visit people with disabilities and heard their primal cry for relationship." Jesus had a very deep vision for bringing people. Together. Jesus prayed for our unity. There is much the church can learn about connected humanity from those who are disabled, those who are suffering. When we don't, we are the ones who are impoverished. The rest of the world doesn't always understand that. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.27 that God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. John Vanier and Stanley Hauerwas of Duke Divinity School worked together to explore and share their ideas about the prophetic witness of weakness when they created a book entitled Living Gently in a Violent World. Living Gently in a Violent World. Howard Wass wrote, Gentleness is the vital dimension of the kingdom of God, but it is a learned skill that requires work and demands patience, and slowness and timefulness. The gospel vision is a promise that all humans can work together and achieve unity, peace, and acceptance and the walls between people and groups can fall. None of this by force but by changes in our hearts. All marginalized groups, the disabled, the poor, young children, the elderly, LGBT, minority races, and so forth, must remain connected with other modes of Christian life for their sake and for the sake of the church. The marginalized must always be integrated into the larger body of Christ through interconnectedness with other communities in the world. We need each other. We need to understand one in Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, as we say every month in our communion liturgy. In the United Methodist Church, we have understood that connectional imperative for centuries from the first connection of John Wesley's Methodist societies until today. We must continue to be witnesses to our connection through Christ and let our suffering in whatever forms we may experience be signs of our connection with the sufferings of Jesus. We can't accept divisions, that would come by cutting off any groups or people from the life offered to all of us through Jesus. Some years ago, author Ravi Zacharias told the story of his cousin who had died in his hotel room in his early forties due to a reaction to medication. It was a terrible and tragic time for the family. A friend of his aunt took a memory away from his cousin's funeral that no one would soon forget. In the midst of the funeral, her friend sat over to the side, quietly pondering the grief and the suffering of the family, and finally got up and said to them, what a terrible thing it must be to cope with the loss of a child. Unknown to her, at that very hour, her own son perished in a car accident. She received news of the tragedy that evening. So she first witnessed the horror of her friend's deep grief and then experienced the devastation herself. They were connected by these tragedies and were able to minister to each other in their pain and despair. Maybe you have also known and shared suffering with someone else. There's a powerful and awesome unity that comes from shared suffering. When we know that even in his suffering, Jesus thought, all, thought of all of those who would believe in him, we can take strength and comfort from that. We can also see a connection that pain and suffering may come in different forms and work differently in each of our lives, but it is universal. And good can come from it. We may look out at the windows of our uh, out the windows of our souls based on our own perspectives and our own suffering, and it may be profound or it may seem like a minor disappointment. But through it all, God is weaving us to be something more than we were. God shapes us through events and circumstances in our lives. That's why we need each other. We need to share our stories, our faith, our spiritual journeys. So, hopefully, as you look back on your own life right now and in the future, you will see the ways that God has been with you, working good in the dark, even the darkest circumstances. You will see how God shaped you and has given you depth and capacity to learn and to grow, to be strong and resilient and uh, have wisdom and compassion. It comes from places that you never would have imagined. It comes not by relying on your own inner strength and abilities to get through something, but by the love and care of Jesus offered through those around you. And it comes through our emerging skills to adapt, to not be broken, to gain new identity as we find hope and energy, even in suffering. As we look back, and time seems to have passed so quickly, we can often see the hand of God later that we just didn't see at the time. We develop resilience, just like we develop faith and wisdom Mary Pfeiffer explores how we navigate the stages of our lives in her recent book, Women Rowing North, and she explores the idea that, that you may be able to appreciate with this particular quote. Old age either transfigures or fossilizes. You all appreciate that more than the other two services. (laughs) We can become people who shrink into ourselves and spend our later lives complaining and being grouchy and critical of others, or we can make inspired decisions and become kinder and creative and able to help one another. You see, when Jesus saw what was ahead for his disciples, When Jesus had a vision for the ways they would share their faith with others, he could also see that they would suffer just as he suffered. But together, there is resilience and healing. He saw that those who would come to believe in him would suffer. But Jesus taught us a lesson. Jesus taught us that in the strength of our faith and in the witness of our faith through suffering, we could find universal connection with all God's people. We could find hope and energy and healing. We could grow the bonds of relationship. And the church itself would become stronger because of it. I think of some of the long-standing Sunday school classes and small groups here at Wrightsville Church and the bonds that you have felt as you weathered life's challenges together. I think of the bonds of friendship formed even in our youth and those newer groups and classes. Together, you make the church stronger. We need each other. You make Wrightsville stronger and the larger church stronger. I pray that as you come to know Jesus more deeply and you come to understand the ways of God as the grand weaver, you will be more comfortable with your own life and your relationship with the church. See the big picture that Jesus shows you. Never, ever doubt that God has worked and is working in your own life and circumstance. Will you pray with me? God of love and wisdom, you have taken our lives and worked as only you can do. You take our awkward, sometimes broken, sometimes disabled, sometimes fearful selves and make us into beautiful people who love you and seek to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Help us to leave here today aware of your grace and love at work, so that where there has been doubt now, there is hope and courage. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. Friends, I invite you to turn to page 710 in your hymnals. Let us stand to sing Faith of Our Fathers.